Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. Welcome in. It's another edition to uh, Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. We're glad you're here today. Happy Sunday. Got a buddy of mine in that we've gotten to know each other in the last year, Captain Dan Whipple of the Salvation Army. He's doing a great job for them, as is the Salvation Army. So I thought we'd talk about that a little bit. And uh, Captain Dan, welcome in. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great. He and I worked together, uh, well, not even a year ago on the Red Kettle Campaign because you were just in Denver. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, and, and how does that work? How long have you been with the Salvation Army? And What's your position now in Denver with the Salvation Army? Sure. I've, I've been a, a Salvation Army officer for nine years now. And uh, in that time, I've been in four different markets. I've been in Oakland and in Redding, California, and uh, in Santa Rosa, California. And last uh, two years ago, 2017, we moved here to Denver, which uh, we absolutely love. Sounds like radio. All that, all that moving around. <laughs> There's a lot of moving and shaking, but uh, just like radio, uh, it, we want to reach the community. We want to be in all communities. So, Well, and you're doing that. But I'm, I didn't know that you'd only been with the Salvation Army for nine years. What were you doing before? Sure. I um, actually grew up, and my, my dad was in the Navy for 28 years. After he retired from the Navy, he became a Salvation Army officer. And so I kind of got oh. familiar with the, with the uh, growing up and helping and serving others. Uh, when I graduated high school, I went off and I joined the military myself. And after a few years, um, I, I when I got out of the military, I came back and started working for the Salvation Army, serving in a youth capacity, serving kids uh, in youth programs. So what do you like about Denver? I mean, is, is it just the state you guys cover, Colorado, or is it a region? Sure. No, actually, our, our region is uh, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and eastern Montana. So it's a very, very vast uh, area. A lot of driving, huh? A lot of driving. I was in Bozeman, Montana a couple of weeks ago, and wow. it was a long haul. Yeah. And they probably still have snow. They had quite a bit of snow. We didn't pack for that, but uh, we left Denver's about 65, and we got up there, and it was freezing. So. Well, of course it was. And coming from California... As you have. Yeah, we've spent a majority of our life in California, and it is, even Denver is cold, but uh, it's, no, it's lovely, it's beautiful, the people are wonderful, so yeah, we're it's happy a good to place. be here. It's yeah. a good place. I've always considered myself very blessed to have lived here as long as I have, yeah. and doing the job I love. Good. So it's good. And, and talk more about the Salvation Army, because you and I, we know about the Red Kettle campaign, and I think... Because people just don't know. That's all they think you guys are doing is the Red Kettle campaign. But it's way more than that. Yeah, it's it's vast. You know, I was just sharing with someone recently that the Salvation Army uh, been in existence for over 100 and, and some odd years, since 1865. I mean, it's quite a long time to uh, be around and, and, and be serving in all communities and in over 127 countries in the world. So um, the, the amount of different uh, opportunities and service we do is just vast. It's, you know, food pantries and recovery programs and, and summer camp and all sorts of things. Um, and, and the Red Kettle is just one portion of that. Um, that really helps fund a lot of these Well, I was going to say, yeah. that's where the, most of the money comes from, is your Red Kettle campaign. Yeah, it's true. A bulk of our income uh, and in order to serve the community through food boxes and these sorts of things comes from our Red Kettle campaign, yeah. And, and what people don't realize, we have a lot of interesting things like fires here and floods here and who's always first on hand and who's always there the last to leave 
yeah. the Salvation Army. Yeah, it's true. We uh, we're, we're not media chasers. We're not. Uh, no. we're, not we're not looking for that. Uh, look, we we just really want to help people who are in need. And if that's uh, someone displaced by a flood or a fire, if that's someone displaced by uh, losing a job or or a, a rough housing market, uh, we have we have family shelters. We have all these different programs that just meet the need of people um, that need help. And without question, without question, you know, it's it's it, you can walk into any one of our service programs and and just see that w- the staff that we have and the the officers we have are just there to help people. And you do such a great job of that, and it's amazing. Uh, what I first noticed the Salvation Army a few years, many years ago, before uh, uh, the good Colonel was here, Dan Strait, and uh, donations. You know, people call you for yeah, you got anything you want to give? You guys don't do that. If we have something we want to give it to you, we basically reach out to you. But you're not knocking on doors all the time. You're not doing that. But yet you make an effort to help people that need the materials that people are trying to share. Yeah. You know, it's actually it's one of our our highlights really is that um, because of that, 82 cents of of every dollar goes right back into the community. Um, We try to keep a low overhead. uh, Part of that is to include not spending a lot of money on marketing and and promotions or or calling or knocking on doors. Um, The Salvation Army has had a long history of uh, partnership with every community where people can give us product or donations sure. and we get it right back out to someone in need in that community. You actually, but you have like stores too, don't you? Where you can come in and get materials you might need, furniture or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. We we actually take those donated items and um, put them for sale in our stores, uh, but we also vouch for those, those items as well. So if someone comes into one of our centers and needs uh, a piece of furniture or some clothing, we then can write vouchers so that they don't have to pay for it in our stores. Uh, but any income that we generate in those stores does go back into serving people in our programs. Which is fantastic. It's, it's, it's such a good thing. And you guys are making some changes here now in Denver, aren't you? You're upgrading a bill. We were just talking about that. Yeah, Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. One of our um, one of our signature programs here in Denver is a family transitional housing center, and it's the the Lambeth Family Center. And this Lambeth Family Center is is has been redesigned and redeveloped. It's gone und, gone under construction over the past few months, and uh, and is actually going to relaunch here in a few days. Um, kind of kicking off our Salvation Army Week, National Salvation Army Week, I right. should say. What about the housing situation? I mean, it's 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 a big problem here in Denver, and you guys really house and help a lot of individuals and families, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, in in not just our family housing uh, program, but we have uh, many programs for for example that do that. We have a program called Housing Now um, that just helps find uh, uh, rent stable places, helps people get back into um, sustainable long term housing. Uh, we also have a men's transitional uh, living center that helps people rec- who are recovering from drugs and alcohol um, uh, have 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 housing and meals uh, and a third of those uh, residents are actually veterans which is really cool uh, which is really sad you're right there. you're right and we have a partnership with the VA that they're able Great. to recommend us uh, recommend them to us uh, but we have men's we have a men's shelter that's 500 guys a night um, in the winter I mean is imagine really? we just talked about how cold it is and yeah. 500 men a night uh, who are in need of a warm place to eat and a warm cup of soup at night well your buildings are probably full every night probably right yeah we actually uh it's funny you say that we do we hit capacity here's mm-hmm. the reality the need never goes down no it doesn't the need never goes down which again is maybe sad in in, in one respect but um when it does we talked about this when it does and when we see that a need is no longer needed we we will adapt and move on to something else where are people in need 
Well, you're good at that. And don't you, if I remember right, at night, don't you have somebody that actually goes out and looks for people, takes blankets at midnight or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that story. I thought, really? Yeah, it's amazing. When, when, when people give to the Salvation Army, we're not just going to sit on their resources. We want to get out there and find the people in need. And our search and rescue team is what you're referencing. Right, right. Search and rescue, they do not, uh, we're not going to sit and wait for people to come to us. You know, unfortunately, in the past, people have died on the streets from, from hypothermia or, or being out in the, in right. the weather. And so uh, the Salvation Army established a few years ago a search and rescue team, which goes out and finds people in need that maybe can't get to us or don't know about us. Um, and we do. We provide blankets and meals and we take them back. Sometimes we have to transport them to a hospital um, and or into our shelter. And that's every night. That's every night. And um, and they stay active and they they find uh, people every night. They find someone to serve out on the streets. That's fantastic. And I'm sure nobody knew about that. It's Again, we don't spend a lot no. of money on the marketing. <laughs> no, you don't. Uh, but we're more focused and, and interested in going out there and helping people. So well, that's all a good thing. Salvation Army. Now, we talked a little. Let's back up a little bit. You talked about those summer camps. And, and folks don't realize you're probably doing that. You have these overnight summer camps. Talk about that. Yeah, bit. so we actually have two summer camps in our division, which is our geographical region. Uh, one is in Estes Park, Colorado, just uh, uh, eight miles south of, of uh, the city, uh, Estes Park. And one is in uh, Wyoming, and it's a, it's a wilderness expedition camp. Um, and actually, you asked about my role. I actually oversee both of those. So uh, here in a few weeks, I, I move out to Estes Park, and I, I'm out there for the summer where we have over 800 kids from the Denver metro area and other areas in the region come out and experience a week of summer camp. It's quite amazing. Well, are these like at-risk type kids that need this little extra life Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we have these kids, uh, they come out and the stories are incredible. Are they? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I just thought moving to Colorado, everyone goes out hunting and fishing and has been outdoors and has shot archery bows and everything else. But no, these kids come out and, yeah. uh, you know, they just get to um, experience a week that is not, uh, they're not facing the struggles that they face at home. They're not worrying about where the next meal is going to come from. Mom and dad aren't off at work or, or not off at work. They're, they're able to be a kid for a week. There, there's this one kid that came out out a few years ago and uh, I'll never forget he he didn't want to leave on the last day and we asked him you know why do you not want to leave and he said well when I'm here I just get to be a kid oh, and we said well man. what does that mean what, what do you mean by that and he said well I have three younger siblings and mom's uh, uh, he, gas bill got shut off and so my job is to boil the water for my kid my siblings to take baths in the morning oh, but here God. I just get hot water just comes out of the thing and we said Absolutely. And, you know, one of the cool things is we got we were able to connect with the mom, connect her with one of our Salvation Army units and uh, and get her gas bill turned back on and help the family sustain, uh, you know, um, their utilities uh, through some other programs that we have. So camp is an amazing opportunity for kids. Well, and how do the kids get involved? Is it through their school or just through you guys? How does yeah. that work? Yeah, that's a great question. We actually um, we, we get them a few ways. Uh, we actually uh, talk to the families that come in for food assistance in our food pantries and Say, look, uh, if, if your kids are interested, we have this opportunity. Um, in most of our units, we don't charge anything for the camp. It costs three hundred and fifty dollars a week for the kids, uh, but we don't charge the families. Um, as sometimes there's a nominal uh, fee to reserve their spot, twenty bucks, and it just covers the transportation. Um, but then we also have a couple units that go into our local schools that have some of the biggest needs, and uh, they go to the teachers and they say, "Look, y- you see these kids every day. Which right. kids do you know could benefit from a week of just being a kid up?" in the mountains and and uh we get a lot of kids through that as well i'll bet so 
That's, you probably don't say no to anybody, do you? Yeah, it's it's hard. We actually have uh, room for more. So, again, w- if there's more of a need, we'll expand. Now, somebody listening right now, can they go to, like, a website to find out more about these camps for their kids? Yeah, our our, our generic website for the camp is, is highpeakcamp.com. Uh, they can go there. But, but our, our divisional website, that geographical region, our website for that is im salvationarmy.org and if they go to that website they're able to uh, find all the resources that we have in the Denver metro area that's the one we use when we talk about the red kettle campaign yeah same one if yeah. we can point everyone to one website that's, uh, that's makes the it best easy case. it makes and, it easy yeah, i am salvationarmy.org is easy to remember too yeah. i would think and with summer coming up now i bet those camps are getting ready to gear up yeah we're starting to fill up uh, some of our camps and, and kids are getting excited i just saw a few one of our locations that said i'm coming this summer so they're very excited so kids come back time and time again do they yeah yeah kids uh we often see some kids and some of them are some of the kids that are most need but they'll do you know maybe two weeks in the summer and you can imagine for a family maybe a working mom who has two kids and is summer school's out what are they going to do and so for that mom it's it's a blessing to have their kids go for two weeks up to camp and what an experience for those kids because like you said most of them are here in the city and they they don't go out and hike. And they oh, don't, absolutely. They don't see the wildlife. Yeah, yeah, they don't. And and we actually, um, we, we love to see that. Now, if you could see their faces coming off our zip line, which is a 750-foot zip line that comes down, and they just have a, oh, my gosh, the incredible experience they have is, is amazing. And how about the meals? Do you cook out? And what? How's, I bet they just get excited about that, even if it's just a hot dog. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, our chef is really good. We have three square meals a day and snacks, and then we do a campfire at night. And sometimes they'll bust out s'mores. Oh. And, you know, it's just it's a wonderful time. They have a, a, a an exciting time. Kids that are over thirteen go to our wilderness camp where they actually learn more wilderness survival type technique stuff. Um, some real some real wilderness skills, um, and they cook their own meals. Do they really? Yeah, they cook a lot of their own meals. So, what an experience fun. that is! Yeah, they go back again. They're going back into the city, but the, the, what we're really looking is is for the the building of confidence in their in their lives. Oh, that's you know, a good point. I, I I know that I can hike this mountain. I thought I was going to quit halfway up, but I I got to the top of it and I get to the, see the summit and look out over the over the hills. It's just amazing the the radical transformation that six days can have. Well, you can imagine. Then they go back and see their friends. You'll never guess what I just did. I climbed a mountain. Yeah, and they're yeah. gonna go what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do? I played video games at home. Well, I went to this camp. And I learned how to shoot archery, and I rode a zip line, and I mean, there's so many different things that we get to oh, get great. to do with them. Yeah. And who runs these camps? Is it all volunteers or people that work for the Salvation Army? Yeah, actually, um, that's that's my office. We actually hire about 60 um, young adults who come out and be camp counselors. Uh, one fascinating thing is about 20 of our staff members come from all over the world. So last year we had 13 different countries represented, um, and they come over and they um, from foreign countries to experience America and America camping. Wow. What a so these kids thing. will often have a counselor with a British accent or a German accent, and they like to have a lot of fun. They learn a lot about other cultures that way. Wow. That's an added value. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when are they ever going to have a chance to talk to somebody from another country until maybe they're adults? But sure. it, as kids now, sure, well, they can tell their teachers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get excited about yeah. that. That's kind of kind of cool. Well, we mentioned earlier that next week is a pretty important week for the Salvation Army. It's National Salvation Army Week, and maybe we can talk about what it is, 
how did the National Salvation Army Week start? It's sure. not brand new. I think it's been here. No, yeah, it's been around a long time. In fact, the National Salvation Army Week is typically observed on the second week of May every year. Um, in 1954, uh, President Dwight D. Eisenhower named it um, as a reminder to Americans to give freely of themselves, you know, not just to uh, worry about what we're doing ourselves, but to give to others. And again, that's not to give to the Salvation Army, but that's to give to others through a vehicle like the Salvation Army. Uh, but this year we'll be celebrating the 63rd annual National Salvation Army Week. And all over the country, people will be doing different events and, and celebrations. But specifically here in, in Denver is is our relaunch of our Lambeth Family Center. Uh, and so we're kicking it off with that, with that redesign of our family uh, center, which has been undergoing this renovation and programmatic changes that will help us better meet the needs of homeless families in our community, which is a real issue. Oh, it's always been a real issue here. And talk- Talk about that Lambeth Center a little more. We touched on it a little while ago. Where is it and what renovations have you done to upgrade it to make it the grand opening? Yeah, it's just west of, of downtown. Um, and, and how it's structured is it's a 90-day um, uh, opportunity for families who have been displaced. Uh, unfortunately, with rent being so high and other issues, uh, families have been um, uh, put out of their of their stable living environment. And so for 90 days, they can come into our shelter where they get three meals a day. We have our counselors and our, our caseworkers, I should say, work with the families um, to help secure, if they don't have it already, jobs and job training. Uh, they do life skills classes. Um, we help with all different things that would help a family sustain once they get out into permanent housing. And you say families, you're talking mom, dads, kids, dad and kids, mom and just kids. Yeah, you absolutely. You see it all. Yeah, absolutely. This this specific shelter is is for families. So it could, we, we do have a good amount of single dads with kids, single moms with kids, uh, both parents with kids. Um, we, we The one requirement for this program is that there are kids in the home, and we uh, then we can uh, bring you into the home and, and get you in, and then hopefully work with you enough and help, help you arrange the, a place to get out on your own and back into society sustainable living. So that they have like individual apartments? Is that where they're living there at the Lambeth Center? Yeah, Lambeth Center has uh, apartments that each family uh, resides in, and then they have a dining facility that they are able to partake in the meals with as well. And they don't have to provide their meals? You guys take care of that as well? Yeah, and then the, again, the reality is uh, we, we try to take every opportunity um, with the, the funding that we get to provide everything to take their mind off of worrying about where's the lunch coming from or right. dinner coming from. Right. Um, let's work on what's going to help us succeed once we get back into our own place. Oh, that's a great thing. What about the schools? Do they you provide transportation to schools? Do these kids all go to the same school? Or? Yeah, one of the primary goals is that um, you can imagine different school districts and everything else. So one of the primary goals is that the kids aren't disrupted from their regular school environment. So even though we're west of downtown, just west of downtown, if you were a family that came to us from, let's say, Aurora or somewhere outside of the, the, the immediate Denver area, um, we, we don't don't want your kid to have to relocate schools. Now, we, we do wow. allow the parents to have a say in what they want to do, but the goal is to find housing right back where they came from so that nothing changes. As much stability as we can provide for children is what we're going to do. That's a tough job. It's very, it, the logistics are, are very incredible. And I know you guys, you just said you covered a, quite a region. How do you reach out to the rural areas with this kind of stuff? I mean, it, they've got issues as well. Yeah, so in um, in that four-state region, we have um, over 21 Salvation Army units, core community centers. Uh, but then we also have 100 service centers, which are Salvation Army volunteer, mostly volunteer-led, um, in communities all throughout those four states. Um, and in a lot of those areas, we provide food pantries and we provide different programs that meet the need of those specific 
specific communities. Um, and so, again, they can always go to imsalvationarmy.org to find out where those locations are. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a good place to start. Well, it really is. And this stations that we're on today reach a lot of people in the rural area so it's good for them to know they have a place to go yeah if they need that kind of help so what else is going on with the national salvation army week besides the kickoff of the newly renovated lambeth center anything else here in denver or in the rural area or across the country we should know about sure yeah i, I imagine you'll start seeing some media reports across the country some places do um are able because of weather permitting and other things are able to do large large events large-scale events uh the South Salvation Army here in Denver, um, being the headquarters for the four-state region, uh, we kind of get the staff get doled out to different areas. What's happening in Colorado Springs? What's happening in Bozeman, Montana, Salt Lake City? If you can imagine, there's a lot of events that that we all get kind of go out to. And uh, as we develop and build, um, uh, um, awareness is really what it's about, awareness. Right. And that's why we're here today, to talk about the awareness. Yeah, absolutely. So what else is coming up down the road for the Salvation Army, at least even locally? we got the Red Kettle Campaign, and that's where most of your funding comes from. We alluded sure. to that. Uh, what else you guys got in mind? I mean, yeah, well, it's it, one thing that we've been um, we've launched last year in uh, all of our Colorado locations, all but two locations, um, open after-school programs. Oh. And it's quite an amazing thing to know how many kids in this day and age have working parents that they just – parents are off at work they go home they're home alone for a couple hours and uh, we realized uh, in the last few years of just understanding we're working with schools that that's a huge need and so in our in, in the Salvation Army in our Colorado locations we opened after school programs um, and so those are coming coming close to ending for summer but the exciting part is we will also run summer day camps. Is that right? Summer day camps. here In the, in the schools? We actually run them in our locations right, right. near the schools. Um, in, in many locations, we provide transportation. But also, uh, in addition to that, we um, the kids come and we do after-school programming. Right. I'm sorry. After, uh, we do summer day camp programming. And they get to go on field trips, which is really exciting. So really? they get to go down to the aquarium and they'll go to uh, Elitch's and they'll do different things around town, uh, the zoo. Um, but also, again, very low cost, very low cost for the family. But it gives the parents, maybe you don't want to send your kid or can't send your kid overnight to our summer camp. We have summer day camps all throughout the Denver metro area. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Cool. The schools know, and yeah. that's that's exciting. So where do you find out information on that? Again, I am salvationarmy.org. If you go to that website, uh, you find our local locations. And, and when, when I reference that website, when you find our locations as closest to you, then you will call that number, and they'll be able to give you what, what uh, resources they have. I mean, how many folks do you have actually working for the Salvation Army throughout this area? Sounds like you must have quite a few. Yeah, that's that's a question I'm not uh, quite sure about. I know that in the four state region, we're probably somewhere near four to five hundred uh, uh, employees. But let me tell you, that's not where our backbone is. What, where our backbone is is in our volunteers. We have countless volunteers in the four state region, and we need more. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you can't always put a five dollar bill in a red kettle bucket, but no. sometimes you can take a Saturday and go down to our family uh, shelter and serve a meal. Maybe you can come to one of our after school programs and you can help out with uh, leading the kids on a on a field trip or, or something like that. Um, and again, volunteers is what we really, really thrive on. That's kind of your base right there, isn't it? Good volunteers. It sure is. It sure is. And how do you find out about volunteering? 
Well, let me guess what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I am SalvationArmy.org is is honestly the best way. And and if you're interested in volunteering, there'll there'll be an opportunity um, uh, that will fit your your expertise. We, it's amazing. In our after school programs, we'll have retired teachers who just want to. I just want to teach math to some kids, and they'll come in and actually help with uh, just math, and they'll right. go on their way. But it's something that they like to do, and something's important to them, and uh, we can put them to use. It's great. We're talking with uh, Captain Dan Whipple of the Salvation Army, and we're trying to educate you guys with National Salvation Army Week coming up. What the great things they do, yeah, nationally, but right here in your own backyard, they're doing things that you may not even be aware of. And you know what? That requires funding. And I get involved with the Red Kettle Campaign every year, and you know about the Red Kettle Campaign. It's been around for a long time. But Dan, where else do you guys get funding? I mean, I, I know the Red Kettle Campaign carries a lot of it, but you guys need money. Yeah, absolutely. And and we talked about uh, the donations of, of goods, but um, one of the biggest ways and, and uh, we... One of the biggest ways that we can put a a donor's resource to good use is um, is by that is by the dollar donation. I mean, when you give a dollar, eighty two cents of that's going right back into the community, um, which is which is a generally low overhead for for nonprofits. But if you were able to give that money, even at your local Salvation Army or whenever you see the Salvation Army out there. Um, that money can go right back into serving these prog- programs we talked about with the homeless and the search and rescue and the family shelters and the food banks all throughout the Denver metro area. Um, those dollars can go to help there. If Again, you can go to the website to give. It's all on, on every one of our websites, Google Salvation Army Denver or right. go to imsalvationarmy.org. And right there, there'll be an opportunity to donate and tell where you want your money to go. You're really passionate about sending kids to camp? Right there on the website, you can put you know, four kids at camp. Yeah. Here's my yeah. money. I want it to go there. Absolutely. Uh, does the government help you at all? Do you get any outside resources like that? We do. We do. There are some of our programs that operate um, on some government grants. Uh, for example, I mentioned the veterans program. There are some VA funds, uh, some federal funding that goes into that. But let me just tell you, we it's not it's not the primary source of our income. We want to make sure that um, that we stay true to what, what the need is in the community. And oftentimes that's, that's made possible by the graciousness of the community. I really see the Salvation Army as a conduit. You know, we are people, the Salvation Army, people know that they can give to us because we'll help people. And people who need help know they can come to us to get help. And so we really see our opportunity as a partnership with the community uh, to serve those in need. That's a great thing. And and you mentioned it again, and I want to go back to talk about what you're doing for the veterans, because I know you're doing a lot of great things for just not the homeless veterans, veterans that are in need. Yeah, absolutely. We um, we often have an opportunity during uh, uh, the veteran in all of our programs to serve veterans. It seems primarily that our service to veterans it happens to be in our um, transitional living centers and recovery centers, believe it or not. Um, a lot of our veterans come with other issues. I'm a veteran myself, uh, but they come with other uh, concerns and things that need to be addressed more than just a housing. Um, and so we work with, partner with the VA and other veterans yeah, right. uh, programs that we can best serve our veterans in our community. So right now as we're speaking, we're getting ready to wrap up our, our great talk here. What's your biggest need? If people are saying, how can I really help? Besides volunteers, is there other needs, the Salvation Army needs from our community? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, uh, again, to reiterate, like the, the donations from the community go back into the community. And that's probably the number one, one, number one thing I want people to remember is that when people give to the Salvation Army, uh, they're not giving to some great empire. We're a very vast organization, but they're giving right back to the person right down the street that lives down the street from them or work, lives right down where, where they work from, that single mom who's trying to send two kids to summer camp. When people give to the Salvation 
Salvation Army, they're giving to the community. And uh, so I want to emphasize that, that that is our greatest need. That is our greatest need, that people continue to support their neighbor in need in the community. And with our community growing as fast as it is, I mean, everybody knows that, just drive down I-25, the need grows with it. It does. And um, and the Salvation Army has been here for uh, many years and will continue to be here as long as there's a need uh, in the community. Well, over 100 years, I guess you've done all right. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there's some sustainability there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's great. And, and I want to reference this This community is very giving and, um, and has done they very, are. very much to support their neighbors in need. But you're right. It's growing and it's booming and that causes other uh, concerns and other needs in the community. So we continue Continue to adapt and see how we can meet those needs. And if someone's listening right now and they hear about what you are providing for our community and they feel they need that, where do they go for help? Yeah, that's a great point. I don't um, want to neglect the people who are in need. If you're listening yeah. to this and you do need some support, whether it's food assistance, whether it's rental assistance, whether it's uh, utility, something that you need, maybe you're interested in sending your kid to summer camp. The best way to, to ensure that you receive the help that you need is to call 303 295 3366. That's our call center. It's open all the time. It's waiting for people to call and they will tell them where, what Salvation Army uh, location can help them. And what they can provide. What kind of help, And what they can provide. Correct. Give that phone number again. Sure, absolutely. It's 303-295-3366. Good job there. And again, the uh, website is imsalvationarmy.org. Believe me, I've seen that website. There's so much valuable information on there. I don't know who's running your website. Yeah, no, we have a great team that, that does that. And, and, and again, maybe maybe you don't need that ser- those services, but you know someone who does. And yeah. so uh, right there at imsalvationarmy.org, you can find that resource and, and help somebody uh, get that need. And don't forget, you know, the Red Kettle campaign, whatever you can give, if it's 50 cents, just dump it in that red kettle when you come outside the store or wherever you see it, because a lot of the time, that's manned by volunteers. I've had my family out there ringing the bells, and it's a neat thing to get involved with, but it's also kind of the financial backbone for the Salvation Army. Absolutely. And, and the vol- again, the bread and butter is volunteering, and, and it's a fun experience. Oh, it is. To go out for a Saturday for a few hours, it, it's a fun experience, and you'd be amazed how many stories you will receive as a volunteer, people coming up saying, my grandfather was helped in World War II, or or maybe um, I know someone down the street that, that got groceries. Like y- you will, you'll be blessed to volunteer in that opportunity, and it will bless the community as well. Well, it certainly will. And I know it's we're all talking now; it's May, but boy, you kick that off in November, it'll be here before you know it. Uh, it's just scary, by the way. But <laughs> yeah. yes, you're right; it will come quick. Well, listen, now, Captain Dan Whipple, continue all the great work you're doing with the Salvation Army. And if you've ever thought about volunteering or financially getting involved, I know there's a lot of opportunities out there. But the Salvation Army doesn't ever ask for much, and they're always there to give back. And I think it's important to support you guys. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Dan. And thank you guys for listening. This is Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.